clean enough for jazz. Clean enough for jazz. I've always said close enough for rock and roll. Yeah. But I've never it's... heard clean enough for jazz. Jazz is not clean. I think that's the point. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful line. <laughs> Hello. It's my, my mother-in-law's brilliance. Hello, welcome to the home of professional podcasting. We're here. We're home, as George says. <laughs> I thought it was just like, okay, we'll start now. That's great. So, <laughs> so anyway. Welcome to the home of dead air. Welcome so. to the home of dead air. It's only a 10-minute podcast. We better get in what we can. Right. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're still in Luke 24. We've no. got Yeah, we've got uh, <laughs> two more sessions in this. And so this particular um, message will focus on Christ appearing after the resurrection to two of his disciples who are on their way out of town to a town called Emmaus. And as he appears to them, they don't recognize him. They're, they, it says that they were kept from recognizing him. Mm. So as they're going through this, Jesus is talking to them on the way, and he's like, what are you guys talking about while you're traveling here? And, and they're like, dude, where have you been? Are you the only person in Jerusalem who doesn't know what's been going on? And so they tell Jesus what just happened to Jesus, which I, and he's I, like, <laughs> I find kind of interesting and humorous. Uh, and this whole time they don't recognize him. And what strikes me as being really kind of the point of this story, and one of the questions we always want to ask ourselves as we're, um, as we're trying to dig into the Scripture to, to exegete the passage, is why is it here? Why, mm-hmm. why this story? Why in this place? What would be missing from the Gospel if we take this out? Mm. And interestingly to me, in, in verse, I think it's 25, um, yeah, Jesus responds to them. there. You know they're going through it, and 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 actually say, um, on top of this, you know some of our women amazed us by saying that he uh, that they went to the tomb and didn't find his body. And they they told us they had a vision of angels who said he was alive. That's verses twenty two and twenty three. And some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. So interestingly, here in in this portion of the story, Luke records a few things that he doesn't actually talk about. So he doesn't record the event, but he records them talking about the event. Like he mentions gotcha. Jesus appearing to Peter. He doesn't, he doesn't show Jesus appearing to Peter. So there's, uh, there's some, some gaps, some things that are happening behind the scenes, and we're seeing what's happening on stage. Anyhow, as, um, as they say this, <laughs> this it, verse 24, that then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. And, and they just kind of leave it there. So they're still, they're still you know, mourning and grieving, confused, amazed, not sure what's going on. And Jesus responds to them. They don't know who he is yet, right? Verse 25, how foolish you are. And how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Now, in all of this story, I think that's really the climax Mm -hmm. of, of this particular passage. As Jesus is pointing out to them, you should not be shocked by this. He doesn't even, you know, point out the fact that Jesus himself told them this was going to happen. Right. But it's been in the Law and the Prophets, how slow you are to believe what God has written. And that strikes me in, in itself as a convicting statement, because how often does that happen with us? We, we're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, my goodness, life is so hard and everything's falling apart. How foolish. Mm-hmm. How slow we are to believe the promises of God. How slow we are to believe what God says about himself and that he is 
he is watching out for his own, that he's taking care of his children. And we can see throughout from, from Genesis to Revelation that God has orchestrated everything, literally everything in, in all of creation, in all of history, to build us to this crisis point, to this place of coming to him. Right. So that we are, everything in our lives is driving us to the foot of the cross. Right. And if it doesn't bring us to the foot of the cross in submission, then it brings us to the foot of the cross in judgment. But one way or another, it's designed to bring us to him. And then after we are in Christ, everything is designed to conform us to his image. So every part of this is part of God's plan. Mm -hmm. And it's told us beforehand. We can see it as we as we watch all through the the uh, the Old Testament from, you know, the the Torah and the law as God is establishing the beginnings of Israel and the demands that he has on his people. Uh, looking all through the history books uh, and the the development of the kings and the apostasy of the nation and as God continually brings judges to bring them back God keeps showing a picture of what he's doing in redeeming his people the all of the sacrifices designed to point us in this direction uh, Paul calls the the Old Testament scriptures a tutor that they're there to instruct us to bring us to this point now the mystery has been opened up and revealed you know, uh, the writer of Hebrews says that these things were a shadow of what was to come. Peter, who is a, a, obviously a very good Jewish boy, that's been one of his hangups. He looks back on, on all this stuff and says, "This is this was all brought together by God." Right. The, the, the writers, the prophets, they were carried along by the wind of the Spirit. So, as as Jesus is looking at this, he says to them, he doesn't say, "It's okay, guys. It's going to be fine." with some soft language. And I guess we think that's how we should comfort one another. Yeah. But that's not it at all. Right. It, it's, hey, pay attention. Right. It, this is written down for you. This, all of history has been trying to get you to see this. Don't be foolish anymore. Let go of foolish thinking. Take hold of what the scriptures say, and it will no longer be this downer event. It will be a clear culmination of what God has been doing. So he, he says, did not the suffer, let me try again with a mouth that actually works. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Yes, it's hard. It's sad. It's terrible. I know. I went through it. I was the one on the Hi. cross, you yeah, know? Right. So yeah. And again, they don't know it's him yet. Right. But of course the Messiah had to go through these things. And now here I am what, what I love about verse 27, it says, beginning with Moses, so that's the, the five books of the, of the Torah, mm -hmm. the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I had to make sure I'm counting. Numbers are hard too. <clears throat> um, and, and continuing all the way through the prophets, right? So he's, he's going all the way through the, through the scriptures, showing them in all the scriptures himself, all of the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, not just the Gospels, all of it centers on Christ. Mm -hmm. And so as Jesus is walking them through this, they're, they're able to see a picture in a way they couldn't before, that the, that the, uh, the rabbis hadn't taught this way. They didn't get it. Uh, I saw Ben Shapiro ask John MacArthur um, in a their Sunday special interview, which I thought was phenomenal. If anybody gets a chance, go find Ben Shapiro's show, Sunday special, look for the one with John MacArthur. John MacArthur shares the gospel on there 
so beautifully with Shapiro. And one of the things I love about Ben Shapiro as an interviewer is uh, for a guy whose mind goes a thousand miles an hour and talks so fast, I can't keep up mm-hmm. with him half the time. He doesn't interrupt. Right. He, he listens and he, he's not looking for a fight. He doesn't believe the New Testament, right? He's, he's not a Christ follower. He's a practicing Jew. And he has such respect for MacArthur as an individual that he sits and he listens and he takes it in and he interacts with him. And and he, actually the question I'm thinking of was from the same same scenario with Ravi Zacharias in, in a Ben Shapiro interview. And, and he asked, I think he asked both of them, but he, but he asked Ravi Zacharias in particular, what is it that Jesus adds to what I believe? Mm-hmm. So as a, as a Jewish person, I believe in, in the scriptures, what, what we would call the Old Testament. What is it that the New Testament brings to that? What is it that, that Jesus brings to the table that, that adds to it or, or changes it? And if I were answering that question, the answer I would want to, to bring out is that he doesn't, he doesn't add or change anything. He completes it. He is doing, as verse 24 here, uh, verse 27, I mean, tells us, he, he is doing what was always said of the Messiah. He is completing what the Old Testament scriptures had always prophesied. He is the Son of Man in Daniel who will return to establish the kingdom on earth. He is the suffering servant of Isaiah 53. He is the serpent crusher of Genesis 3. So he's not adding anything to the Old Testament scriptures. The the root of the tree is in Israel. Mm. We, as Gentiles, are grafted in branches to that tree. But But this growing massive tree of the kingdom of God is one continuous thing. It's always, it's always been what God has always planned it to be. And it will reach its full culmination and its consummation, as theologians like to say, in the new heavens and new earth that are coming. But none of this is new, none of it is a surprise, and none of it is a change to what the Old Testament taught. We'll get into that more next time. That's very interesting. I'm going to have to look up that interview. Maybe I'll link it in this uh, podcast. If, so. if you get a chance to, the, the two that you want to check out are, are his Sunday specials with John MacArthur and with Ravi Zacharias. The Sunday specials are, are I, I want to say, YouTube? about an hour long. They are on YouTube, yeah. Okay, so check so. that out. And then we'll talk more about this next week. Thanks for listening.